Welcome to another Newsy uh, Twins Insider Podcast. I'm Michael Rand. Phil Miller joining me on this Thursday morning remote. Uh, Phil from his uh, remote location, me from mine. And uh, But last night, Phil was at Target Field uh, for what the Twins more or less termed a dress rehearsal for the regular season, which is probably a good thing to do since... Uh, the regular season opens a week from tomorrow, and the home opener is less than two weeks away. Um, let's let's start with with that. Lavelle and I talked a little bit about kind of what this was going to be like and how players were going to, you know, adapt to playing in a big ballpark, um, you know, with without fans, and you know how 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 this would look and feel. But now that it's happened, what were some of your takeaways from, you know, the the practice game more or less that happened last night? Well, the, the biggest thing, and I wrote about this in the paper, uh, it was basically that uh, I was wrong. Uh, um, I uh, I thought piped-in crowd noise was a stupid idea, uh, I, and uh, and uh, I was incorrect about that. Uh, it uh, it made a difference. Um, the 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 white noise background uh, was surprisingly comfortable. Uh, I had thought that it would be kind of cheesy, and, and maybe it is in uh, in spots where they uh, amp it up to reflect, uh, you know, great play or big hit or something like that. Uh, I think they're still getting comfortable with it, but just the um, just having uh, some white noise uh, background. I'd be interested to know if there would be a different effect if it was like. Uh, you know, like a sleep machine, you know, where you have the ocean <laughs> right. waves or, the, or uh, wind through the trees or something. But uh, it made me realize how jarringly loud the silence was uh, before that um, and uh, how empty everything felt. And this really tamped down uh, on it. So uh, I think the I think it made everybody more comfortable, made players more comfortable. They'll have to work on how much, uh, how excited the crowd gets. And uh, the tricky part will be what do they do when the visiting team does something uh, uh, notable or has a big moment or um, or an umpire makes a call that they disagree <laughs> they, with. Do they uh, boo? There is, <laughs> there is booing. There is jeering. Uh, okay. They it was interesting. I talked to the guy in charge of it, and uh, he would not use the word "boo." He, uh, he, I, I was kind of making him on, but he said, "Now that you can show displeasure." Um, mm -hmm. But uh, and baseball next week is going to uh, introduce an app where you sit at home and you you tell your phone that uh, you know that I'm clapping essentially, and uh, and supposedly if if people do that uh, in mass, that uh, the it registers as a louder uh, applause in the uh, in the ballpark, uh, which will be an interesting interactive thing. But uh, well, I, I can't um, see I can't see that ever falling into the wrong hands. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, who could organize uh, something to uh, to screw that up? No, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, um, just uh, it, it's it's. It's kind of subtle, and it's you can't hear any individual noise. Uh, you know, I thought there'd be like you could hear the beer man or uh, a hot dog guy or something like that, but uh, it's just uh, it's just something to 
take the silence away. Uh, you know, the ball was echoing around the, the stadium. You could hear just idle chatter. Uh, you couldn't hear necessarily what was being said, but, you know, you could hear uh, people talking uh, down on the field. And mm-hmm. uh, this feels, I think it made, I think it made everything feel uh, a little more comfortable. I, such a small thing. I, I really thought would, uh, would be a bad idea, but uh, I was, I was uh, converted last night. You know, it's interesting because I kind of felt the same way watching uh, soccer um, maybe a couple weeks ago when they first tried it with the English Premier League. I was like, what's this going to sound like? And it really does kind of take the edge off of the weirdness, right? It, it makes yeah. it so that it doesn't, you know, it, it you, you know, like intellectually, you know that it's not real, but as you kind of settle into watching it, it just kind of becomes that familiar kind of din of, you know, the, the white noise, like you said. Um, so yeah, I, what did, did the players have any, you know, beyond the, beyond the, the, the piped in noise did they have, what was the kind of sentiment around, you know, how, how it felt uh, to, well, you know, to, I, to play in this environment? I don't know. The game, uh, uh, it kind of lasted a little longer than, uh, well, it, it lasted like a normal game. Uh, so it got a little late and we did not uh, get to talk to any of the players after the game. Okay. Uh, uh, we just talked to uh, Rocco uh, okay. briefly and uh, he, uh, he, he seemed to like it. Um, I've seen some, uh, some players uh, complain that it's, you know, it doesn't sound authentic that, that there is kind of a, um, rushing water uh, aspect to it uh, if you listen closely to it it can sound a little like a, um like a buzzing or uh, uh yeah like uh water running or something like that but um it uh it really it does take away the silence and uh it, it made you realize how uh how weird that part was so um I'll be interested to see uh, players' reaction. I'm interested to hear what people watching uh, on the live stream uh, thought, because I would guess uh, it was more comforting on TV too, an easier uh, an easier watch. Uh, uh, Yeah, as uh, as somebody who was very much against it, uh, I came away pretty impressed. Yeah, I didn't watch a ton last night, but I came away with that impression that at least. Again, intellectually, you know that it's not real. So it almost feels like this, you know, it's like a simulated season, except they're playing, yeah. you know, they're actually using the, the real players to, to achieve the outcomes. But, um, but yeah, the, you can suspend your disbelief. And if you, you know, if, if you just have the game on in the background and you're not focused every, you're not focused with every fiber on the weirdness of it, it does feel um, yeah. like more of a, of a real thing. The strangeness of uh, of it being in an inner squad game was something too, because there was a sure. big moment in the game last night uh, that the uh, the game was tied because um, mm-hmm. uh, of Nelson Cruz uh, hitting the two run homer. Uh, and then Taylor Rogers gave up an unearned run, and uh, Ryan Jeffers came up and retied the game with a pretty dramatic home run. If it had been an actual game, uh, that sure. would be the pivotal moment. But of course, it was hit off of a Twins pitcher, uh, and so <laughs> right. uh, you know you you can't have the 
the stadium going uh, absolutely bonkers, which it might have been if it had been an, an actual game. Uh, but um, it, so that, uh, you know, that part was a little uncomfortable. And cranking it up uh, to react to a big play, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure yet uh, how I feel about that, but, uh, but even that might work. And by the way, uh, Ryan Jeffers uh, looks like a big leader. Okay. Uh, speaking of home runs, uh, Miguel Sano is back. Um, he had the positive COVID test uh, a couple, uh, at least a couple weeks ago. And but he's back. He talked. He's predicting thirty homers in sixty games, which seems ambitious. But why not set your set your goals high? What uh, what are we? Uh, he's He's again. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time he had what we could consider a normal off season, um, <laughs> and this was an extended off season. But what what uh, what, what do you what, what's our takeaway from from our first you know look and chat with uh, with uh, with Miguel? Uh, well, he's as always. He's very excited. He's a very excitable guy, and uh, he uh, you could tell he was a little stir crazy. Uh, living in the basement of his uh, rental house uh, while his family was upstairs. Uh, um, you know, he said that was heartbreaking to be, uh, to be separate from them, especially since uh, he was asymptomatic. He claims not to have uh, had any symptoms that he would have uh, no- noticed as, uh, as any kind of flu or, uh, sure. uh, you know, but uh, so that would that was hard on him, and to be here for ten days and not to be able to take part was definitely hard on him. That was the overwhelming emotion, you know. I'm out of jail, basically. I'm out of uh, COVID jail and uh, and uh, back. Um, he does have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, maybe not as much as uh, during a regular spring training, uh, but. Um, you know, uh, time grows short. Uh, the uh, you know, a week from now, the Twins will have already played uh, their exhibition game, and the uh, yeah. you know, uh, opening day is a week from today. Uh, week from tomorrow, yeah. Week from tomorrow for the Twins uh, right. for major yes. leagues. Uh, right. Today, yeah. So uh, it's. Um, I have to say, I would be concerned given that uh, this is a guy changing positions. This mm-hmm. is a guy. Uh, um, that they uh, kind of need to prove to them that he's comfortable and ready to uh, play first base. And there's not going to be much time for that. So, uh, um, you know, we'll see how much that affects him, but uh, you know, it's great to have one of their big bats uh, in the middle of the lineup. If, um, if they're, they're going to face some teams, you know, with some pitching problems and, uh, and Miguel kind of uh, wrecks those pitching staff. So uh, good weapon to have back. Um, it, maybe uh, things will feel a little more normal uh, now with him back. But, uh, um, you know, he's only going to get five workouts maybe. Uh, yeah. The Twins have today off after their night um, game last night. So he is going to uh, go to St. Paul and work out with the uh, the B team as they're getting uh, – uh, preparing to play. So uh, uh, he'll be the focal point over there today. And, uh, you know, hopefully this hasn't been much of a setback for him. He's been a pretty streaky hitter. Maybe that's even an understatement. You know, he'll, he'll go through, you know, 
droughts and then torrid stretches in a 60 game season there's not a lot of time for <laughs> recovering yep. or on the flip side uh, you know coming down from uh, a streak would you know would, it probably is true for a lot of these players that they're you know some bursts that they have either negative or positive are really going to define kind of what their overall numbers look like but particularly him I would imagine there's got to be this kind of sense of what what version of Miguel Sano are we going to get this year, especially when he had to miss these you know, couple weeks at the outset? Well, plate discipline is the big thing for him. You know, he, goes, he does go through these streaks uh, where uh, he strikes out an awful lot. Um, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off that you make in today's baseball because uh, when, he, uh, when he does connect, it goes a long way. So uh, um, the Twins are fine with that, but, you know, plate discipline is uh, – is something that you can lose uh, with uh, a lot of time off. It's definitely what uh, guys need to get drilled uh, back into their head every spring when they report to camp. So, um, you know, he's, he's got, uh, you know, he essentially hasn't seen live 95-mile-an-hour uh, pitching uh, since uh, March, you know, uh, right. you know four months ago. Uh, what are we at? 18 weeks now. So that is that's a big thing. That's some catching up to do. And he has it in his head. He knows uh, he needs to prove some things at first base. Yet uh, he was the Twins were uh, pretty comfortable with him in Fort Myers, but um, that you know he just needs to practice again and pick that up again. Uh, uh, so yeah, the streakiness I think uh, has always come with the package a little bit. Uh, um, I don't think they're that worried about that. It really only takes a couple of good swings for Miguel to kind of turn it around. But, uh, you know, that was something they were always going to live with this year. Last thing, and then we can wrap this up. Uh, Byron Buxton, we've talked about him all week um, with, you know, the injury scare. What, you know, sounds like it's not as, as bad as, as feared. And he, you know, certainly seems to be saying – all the right things where do you think they are with you know caution versus you know trusting him to tell them when he's you know good to go and you know kind of his push to want to be on the opening day roster probably for a number of reasons you know symbolically to you know to show that he's there but also after the you know frustration last year and not wanting this to to set him back how do you think all that will balance itself out well i'll say this uh, byron uh is aware of his public perception now. Uh, he uh, uh, he wanted to put all the chatter about uh, here we go again uh, to rest. He was very uh, very defiant and very emphatic about I'm I'll be ready. I can play. Don't worry. Uh, not a not, this isn't a bad thing. I know that the uh, twins are happy that it was a foot sprain and not an ankle sprain. That uh, um, they they uh, believe that it's something that. Uh, he should be able to uh, work through maybe a little sooner than if it had been uh, uh, like a high ankle sprain that, that uh, um, needed to uh, just be immobilized a lot more. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his preparation, he looked fine. Uh, he was one of the, um, you know, he came in uh, three or four days late because of his, uh, the birth of his new son. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, did not seem to show any uh, ill effects of that. So uh, 
the you can tell the team is uh, is buoyed by having him back by the relief of not uh, not having to worry about that and uh, his uh, uh, certainly his mental state is this is not a problem uh, don't uh, don't lump this in with here we go again another uh, Byron year so uh, uh, I don't know if that's confidence. Uh, you know, because that's one thing that you always worry about with him and uh, confidence at the plate. But uh, uh, Rocco uh, kept saying yesterday, um, these guys both, both him and Sano, said exactly what you want to hear that, uh, you know, now they got to follow through. But um, there was no tentativeness about either one of them. So, uh, you know, they're here and they want to play, and uh, that's a good thing for the Twins. Sounds good, Phil. We should point out too the uh, the practice game ended in a tie, so the Twins, um, even even the, even as an inter squad team, are undefeated um, in these uh, in these in these times, which is good for them. They are. Uh, I think we're uh, happy that some of the uh, prospects uh, came through a little bit. Well, uh, um, Lane Adams uh, got a tie breaking hit off of Taylor Rogers. I guess. Uh, I think he's 30, so he's probably not. A, he's not really a prospect. He was going to be a Triple A AAA outfielder, but uh, he contributed. Uh, like I say, Ryan Jeffers. I'm not going to be surprised if he makes the team next week. That's uh, that's uh, one bit of uh, one sense I gather. He is getting a a, a long look. Uh, I if uh, Willens Astadio is not back uh, from his uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, quarantine soon, and maybe even if he is, I think Ryan Jeffers uh, very well may uh, make the team right at the start of the season. And mm-hmm. uh, his home run was, uh, like I say, uh, it, it, it would have been what we were writing about last night if uh, hadn't been against his teammates. But uh, <laughs> yep, zero uh, zero and one. Uh, I, I guess uh, I don't remember if they had a an outcome in their dress rehearsal last week, but. Uh, um, yeah, a positive night for the Twins, and uh, um, and man, it's hard to believe uh, we're almost ready to go. Bud Selig would be pleased with the tie. I think their their one last week was zero zero, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe I'm wrong about that. That is that is true. That is true. Neither pitcher uh, gave up. That is true. They uh, uh, they're doing very well at, uh, at uh, keeping everyone happy, forcing a tie. Actually, there were a lot of uh, positive signs. You know. Uh, Kent Maeda gave up uh, the leadoff home run right. to uh, Kepler. Max Kepler, uh, but then did not give up another run over five innings. Uh, you know, it's the uh, half of a Twins lineup um, that uh, got a couple of hits, got on base, never could drive in a run. Uh, so I, they, they, uh, they saw some good signs. I, I think uh, even with the short camp, they're starting to um, – be tired of just working out, tired of the camp, and uh, ready to ready to say, you know, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Aren't we all? Well, good stuff, Phil. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll check back soon with you down the road. Follow Phil on uh, Twitter. Follow him, StarTribune.com. Read all his stuff. And uh, Phil, we'll check back with you again soon. Okay, Mike. Good talking. You too.